For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt joins me. We are discussing Formula One today. Not a ton to get to before we preview probably one of my least favorite races on the calendar, but nonetheless, we'll soldier through it. But Matt, do you want to start with the Schumacher documentary? Kind of just, I don't want to review the entire thing, but maybe just a couple minutes on what you think versus what I think and... We'll take it from there. Kind of like the IndyCar episode. Sorry if I sound a little douchier than normal. I'm not feeling super hot today. Yeah. And I'll rough. probably be more idiotic. I'll, I'll be more idiotic than normal, which is, is scary. possible? I know. It's scary. You know, if you started throwing F1 trivia at me right now, I probably would fail. I don't know if you want to. No, because I always fail at that. So Maybe in like five minutes you can throw like two at me. Just see how my mental state is right now. Yeah, the Schumacher documentary came out. Uh, first of all, I learned last night that you haven't seen Senna. I'm greatly disappointed in you. I have it in my like Netflix like watch, uh, you know, my like watch queue thing, and I was all set to watch it actually like a month ago. As you know, my life is very hectic right now, so I just didn't didn't get to it. And then I thought, okay, let me watch Schumacher, and then. Um, I will probably attempt to watch Senna one day this week, to be honest with you, now that I've seen Schumacher. Do you want the bad news or the bad news? Let's start with the bad news. Well, it doesn't look like it's on Netflix. Oh, where did unless I... It's s- f- unless it's... F- it was on Prime last year, and then they just kicked it off, so... Oh, I could have sworn I saved it on... Uh, whatever. Well, that's bad news, and... You can rent it on Prime. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll I'll just borrow my parents' private account. And I definitely don't know how to stream it. Because yeah, if anybody illegal. knows illegal streams, I am all for the illegality of watching Senna. So. Oh, I, I'm not saying I do or don't know. I'm just saying that it's illegal. Wink, nudge. Oh, okay. I See, I'm a little slow, too, because I'm very jet-lagged right now. So we're, we're going to have a rough week. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Let's get through this, though. So Schumacher. So you haven't seen Senna. So it's, I feel like you're kind of missing a baseline of like, in my imagination, what peak Formula One documentary is and should be, which was Senna. And then after watching Schumacher, there are many aspects of it I appreciate and loved. I loved the part about Senna. I loved kind of documenting how impactful his first race with Jordan was like how cool it was how everybody was buzzing about it and then how kind of you know 
next thing you know, he's at one of the top four teams in Formula One after one start, which is just crazy. Um, I thought they did a really good job of not pulling any punches when it came to the Villeneuve crash. I think they were very honest, and you know they even called out his character, saying, you know, he went too far. Um, and yeah, I think the the document or you know the path to kind of 2000 and what led to that Ferrari driver's title for the first one in forever was really cool. Now I wish they would have kept going. You know they kind of went from 2000. They spent five minutes on the next four titles, and then you know nothing, not a whole lot about Alonso or how he you know got kicked out of Ferrari. Um, they spent a little bit on his comeback, and then you know obviously the tragic accident on the skiing vacation in 2013. So overall, it was it was a good documentary. I enjoyed it, but I just feel like between not spending enough time on you know just the rest of his career, and there were some parts that were glossed over. I'm I'm kind of sad they didn't uh, interview Johnny Herbert. I bet he would have had some not tremendous things to say uh for those who don't know schumacher is accused of basically like icing out herbert from all the engineer meetings uh at benetton so schumacher got all the info and and herbert was kind of left behind and schumacher got to test everything and herbert didn't so i wonder what he, he would have to say but yeah all in all it was still a really good film um i just feel like when it comparing it to senna i thought senna was better produced and kind of painted a better picture of Senna's entirety of his career. I, 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 it's hard to argue with most of what you said, kind of thinking back on watching it. Now I watched it because it was two hours long, kind of in chunks throughout one of my days last week out in San Francisco. But, you know, as a Michael fan growing up, I did enjoy it, but I also did feel like I wanted to know more about the rest of the Ferrari titles and, a little bit more about how the comeback to Mercedes, like what what happened to lead up to that, you know, other than the stuff that we publicly know or, or whatever. So I wanted to hear more on kind of the end of his career because, God, the end of his career was 2000. When was his comeback? 2010? 12 was his, 12 was his last year. He came back 2010 to 2012. Yeah, so, you know, I wanted to hear more about that because – you know, those years I wasn't super paying attention to Formula One. I was in college and I had priorities. Mainly I was sleeping when most F1 races were on and wasn't closely paying attention. But I would you know look at box scores afterwards. So I, I would definitely like to hear more about that era. But overall, yeah, they, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but the end, listening to his family talk about his his current health status was really hard to get through and I appreciate their honesty and and I appreciate everything Michael's wife and Mick Schumacher and and Michael's daughter said and uh, but it's just very sad but I do respect how private they wanted to and have wanted to keep everything and the fact that there are you know, usually when things like this happen, there's a leak somewhere. There has never been a a Michael Schumacher leak of any sorts, at least that I know of. So, you know, much respect to that, and 
seeing Mick tear up at the end there was was really hard to honestly really hard to get through. I was having a tough day already that day, and and seeing that was was hard to handle. Yeah, the the ending was was well done and sad. I think one of the other po- things I wanted to point out is kind of almost insulting a little bit was Jean Tot and Ross Braun when they flashed their names introducing who they were they just said friends it's like well they may yeah they are probably friends but like that's kind of lacking context for how important they were in Michael's career so anyways that's just one other little gripe I had uh, but yeah I would definitely go check it out for sure it's still really quality and and you know anything that has an abundance of 90s F1 clips in it. It's always going to be really cool. So yeah. there's that too. I'll be watching I'll be watching it a second time most likely in the next couple of weeks because I think hearing your opinion and hearing some some other opinions I, I think I want to sit down and watch it again after I especially after I illegally watch Senna. I mean legally watch <laughs> Senna. Adam Boros claims that a couple of the overtakes they flash as Schumacher highlights were actually Rubens Barrichello. Okay, we'll let. Who's also not even mentioned once? I think I don't think he even gets like ten seconds. I think they say his name. (laughs) Do they? Well, if they do, again, I'll I'll watch it in in you know a little less than two weeks. I've I've actually already got it planned when I want to watch it. So anyway, let's move on. What? Hang on a second. So you can't plan your vacations, but you can plan when you're watching Schumacher next. I'm gonna, I'm actually getting better at planning. You should after my San Francisco journey. I've I've actually started to plan ahead now. It took me like thirty four and a half years, but I'm getting there. So what were you doing forty years ago? When you know what, we should move on. I'm not gonna dignify that with a response. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do we have? I I know Total Wolf said some things about Botas about him it's being not even worth going over in the best form. The, I don't know why they're pumping him up as they're greasing him out the door. Because it's good PR, and the PR team's probably like, say nice things so we look like good people, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You mean like our, our, our old rundowns, how it was say nice things when it came to, like, <laughs> this driver is retiring, say nice things. Yeah, yeah, pretty I'd, much. And I I was just too bored to write in, like, <laughs> stats and figures and stuff, so I just said say nice things. I got one thing for you. Yeah. It actually, I, I have not read the article, so, but I it, it popped up. Let's see about Lawrence Stroll? No, I don't care. I don't want to read about Lawrence. I I did see that. I don't care about that. <laughs> it, I, I don't care about it because it's not true. Now I'm angry. So Lawrence Stroll said that his son Lance Stroll is one of the best F1 drivers on the grid. You put a poll on the PLP Twitter account. It was a resounding no that Lawrence was incorrect, so I agree it was incorrect, and we're just going to leave it. Listen, I don't think Stroll's That wasn't a, even a thing man. I was talking about, because uh, that was actually our buddy Oatmar. Oh, right, 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 right. You can, well, No, but your rant is still very yeah. appreciated. Well, I'm going to keep ranting. So, listen, I don't think Stroll is a Mazepin level of incompetence, but he's not a future champion. Yeah. I guess I don't have anything to add. No, I think he said something along the lines. The one I was referring to, he said something along the lines. Well, A, he said that the new factory will help them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, probably, duh. And then the second thing he said was that given the exclusions within the budget cap, it's the budget cap era is not going to be as bad as teams think it's going to be. And I'm I'm wondering what he's referring to. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't know if we have a, a list of what's included and what's excluded. I'll have to do some more digging here, but it is, it's definitely one of those things that you raise an eyebrow. Like, are you, is the FIA about to get thrown under the bus? Probably rightfully so for the way they've constructed this budget cap. Yeah, and I guess I, I just love the fact that the first person to say something was Lawrence Stroll. Like, of course it was Lawrence. He's the one who's like, ah, we'll be fine. Like, we just built a huge factory. We just, you know, put it on our tax deductions, write-offs, whatever. And we're not counting that towards the budget cap. And I think that's just, like, the most Lawrence Stroll thing ever. Of course. He looks like a real douche with that weird beard he has in that picture, too. I'm trying to, like, not, like, say... Like I'm not gonna bleep that out. That that that'll stay in there. But it it I mean he looks real weird. Hey, you know if he wants to contribute to our show, I'll I'll say yes. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, listen, he could spare a couple million dollars for the show. I think we're worth that much. Kind of like when Ferrucci donated five thousand dollars to the cause, so then we only see nice <laughs> about him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Knows. I read that on Track Forum. I'm sorry. Never mind. I I I was thinking about that. I was sitting in the airport in. San Jose flying before I flew home yesterday and I was like I had this like you know when you I, I think I was asleep oh I was definitely was asleep and I had a dream that Dan Tickton's parents donated to the PLP funding so that we would say nicer things about him than most of the internet and then I woke up and realized that was completely insane and went about my travels home um the F1 just saying I have zero integrity so you know if someone wants to do that Yes, by all means, send the money, and I will say nice things about you or if your Jake kid. Jake gives us 50 bucks, will you say something nice about him on air? Yeah, I will. Wow. All right, there you go. Our honor is gone. <laughs> so the budget cap information is very, there's nothing specific anywhere. So I don't think we're going to get any any insight as to, you know, maybe maybe somebody out there has it, but it's definitely not me. Sochi. Um, as you said earlier, it is the, it's the worst track. Yes. Spain has potential if they've fixed it there. I don't know if you can fix Sochi. There's, there's nothing to fix. It's just bad. Then the drivers say they want turn two fixed, which is like, you know, the actual turn one. And I don't pretty sure they haven't, I haven't seen anything saying they've updated anything with that turn. So, uh, do you think we're getting through turn one? Okay. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Last year, I think the coolest ever moment in Sochi happened, and it was on the... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi, my name is Andy Billman, and this is the Believe in the Land podcast. A weekly look back at the week that was in Cleveland sports. The highs. Oh, Guardians Club, Guardians Club! The lows. I've been asked on this channel all the time, when are you going to panic? Panic button's been hit! And everything in between. I directed a film that came out in 2016 called Believe Land. And we love our sports here in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you, God! 
check in for weekly podcasts, and so much more. What the hell was that tonight? All in, all day, every day. Go Cleveland, believe in the land. The Recon Lab, which kind of says all you need to know about this track. Uh, you know, if, for those who forgot, it was the Hamilton Black Flag for warming up in a or warming doing a warm up start in the wrong designated area. So then he had to was it like a stop and hold or something? I think he had a ten second penalty. Yeah, something something egregious uh, that didn't fit the crime. Protest one. Turns out Mercedes is the only team to ever win at this track. And the only team to ever win a Russian Grand Prix, someone had showed an image of like Grand Prix racing that predated Formula One. I think it was like right before or after World War One, where Mercedes had won a couple races. They had won a couple races back then too. So they had three wins in the Russian Grand Prix way back when. Um, do you see that streak ending? Let's let's say we're gonna see we're gonna see a um, a Red Bull return to victory lane this weekend. Okay. Um, I don't know. Should I go with our buddy Botas? That's just, I mean, listen, you do whatever you want to do. It's a very Gen Z type answer, but. What is Gen Z about that? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. I'm going to do it. I'll say Mercedes okay. wins. I'm not going to maybe say Botas, but I'll say Mercedes wins this weekend. All right. Respectable. And I think I saw someone commenting about the fact that everybody needs to chill out about the rain because Spa has scarred some people, apparently. Uh, is there? I'm gonna Google Sochi weather real quick. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is fair. There definitely is some some rain PTSD from, you know, from sitting there for six hours on on watch trying to watch the race and there's no race. Yeah, it's supposed to apparently rain. There's a chance of rain Saturday, Sunday, and less of a chance on Friday, but still a chance. So. Yeah, it looks yes, like a pretty significant chance. Friday, 70% chance. Saturday, 100. Sunday, 80. Again, it's only Tuesday, and we don't make our decisions on the weather on Tuesdays. But it, at this moment, it's not looking great. Well, there you go. Uh, so we can maybe bank on some rain. Maybe that'll be the best thing to ever happen to this race. Yeah, it gets flooded. <laughs> well, no, I not that. I know what you mean. Although I would rather watch two laps under safety car than watch a 53-lap dry race or whatever. You know, I'm okay with that as long as I don't have to sit there for five hours also. Fair. Is there any, there's nothing really other major to report before the race? Before we do predictions, I'll go with the the TV times again. It is the VTB Russian Grand Prix, whatever that means. F1, F2, and F3 are all racing this weekend. F1 qualifying Saturday, 8 a.m., Sunday, Race Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern, so an hour earlier than most of the races this year. F2 is 3.30 a.m. Saturday and 9.45 a.m. Saturday, and then we're stupid early again Sunday morning. Everything F3 is ridiculously early. Actually, I might stay up and watch the 1.30 a.m. F3 race on Saturday. I say that now, and I'll be in bed at like 11 o'clock, but nonetheless... I, okay, so we'll do our predictions. I did find one other thing I wanted to talk about, so we'll do that after the predictions. So, who do you have doing good? Let's go with Sebastian Vettel. I will say Leclerc. Who do you have doing okay. bad? I 
Well, you 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 picked him to, to well, you kind of picked him to win, but not really. So I'm gonna go Botas. Rude. I'm gonna say Danny Rick maybe. Oh. Doesn't follow up his winning form this weekend. Okay. And then who is your dark horse top ten? Well, I'm gonna say that for once, Antonio Giovinazzi does not plummet during the race after getting to Q3 for the third straight week. So, I will say Gio. And I will say a hot take in Latifi. Oh, oh. There you go. I'm convinced that they're a midfield team. I'm not, but I understand. And your my point. opinion is slowly but turning, slowly turning on Latifi. I, I think he's doing much better now for whatever reason. Uh, Fr- Frenchie and I discussed that off air a few weeks ago. How maybe Latifi is more than we gave him credit for, and and in, especially now that they're starting to invest in the car. So, yeah, I'll give I'll give you credit on that one. I I under I I can see where you're coming from there. Okay, well, look at that. All right, last thing I had that we forgot to talk about that I just thought Wait, we of. need to do who's going to get eliminated in Q3. Oh, why do we – we can't even do that anymore. I know. that was, It's getting it's getting kind of predictable at this point. Do yeah, you want to skip, skip it? it? We don't need it. Okay. I had found this poking around the internet, and I had tweeted something about it, so I'm pretty sure you saw it, but it was a quote by David Coulthard on mm-hmm. Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to read it, and these aren't my words, so just – Keep them. Wait, we got our tweets in this article. Is it really? Can you send me yeah. that article? How the, how the hell did that happen? Look at that. We're famous. You were, we've been featured in multiple articles in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Look at us go. All right. So it's like halfway down the page. Coulthard just giving his general. I don't know if he's asked or just offered it up. But he said, the first half of the season was quite inconsistent. So from my side, I was a bit surprised. I'll be staying. That quote makes no sense. I think that was Sonoda saying that, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think think it's right. You haven't sent it to me, but I'm pretty sure that there, that was Sonoda at first. There you go. Here's where Coulthard says. I apologize. I think that was Sonoda was saying that. Sonoda was surprised he got retained, which, you know, have some confidence, man. You're, you're, you got this. So Coulthard said, what planet is he from? I think he should pack his little bag and go home now because this is not the voice of a racing driver. I'm shocked they could retain me because I keep crashing. I'd book a plane ticket now and get a nice get it nice and cheap because he won't be racing in Formula 1 beyond the end of next year. Then Damon Hill talks a little bit. I think that's all what Coulthard said, but I don't know. I, I A, rude. I think as a, a Formula One pundit to say that, I think that's a little harsh. And then B, I can't help but think there's a little bit of like underhanded racism in there. Yes. I, I, I get a, I could, I'm getting a little whiff of just like some sort of maybe, maybe it's like xenophobia or something with his comments because we've seen plenty of drivers come up who have been worse than Sonoda. And a lot of them get a free pass. And for some reason, Coulthard took the opportunity to just slap him down. And the part about, like, he doesn't have the voice of a driver. Like, I didn't know that was a prereq for being a great Formula One driver. It was having a quote-unquote great voice. He's he's kind of incredibly arrogant for a guy who isn't an F1 champion. And Frenchie was actually telling me just the other day that in – David Coulthard's biography, he's just like an arrogant ass the entire, like, just, you just get this sense of like, this is not somebody I would ever want to associate myself with. And 
I read that quote and yeah, man, it's it, I I got this just uncomfortable feeling reading it that like he was toning down how racist he really was so he could get his quote kind of out there without without actually being racist. But it, what room does he have to talk? He doesn't I mean, shut up. Go away. Yeah, I mean, if you just if you just said I don't think his results merited a ride for next season, I think everybody would've been like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine." Fair. Just yeah, like, right. Buy a cheap plane ticket, little man, little voice. Like, ooh, what planet is he from? Oof, not a good look. Yeah, I mean, you and I have shared our thoughts about Sonata. I think we were both surprised he got retained for next year. We also both came to the same conclusion that, like, you know, maybe one more year will help him get up to speed, blah, blah, blah. Kicking someone out after one year is a little harsh. But, yeah, I, I think our findings were basically what because of what we saw on track and not because of the way his voice sounds. Yeah, I don't care if he says a lot or says very little. I, I'm more concerned with how he does on track when I discuss him. Unless he does a maze of pen and, and says something or does something really stupid off track, then I'm going to judge him. But that's a very extreme example. Yeah, I'll, I will politely wait for Coulthard to call out Mazepin. Yeah, where where is that? I'm waiting for that one. Come on, David. Okay, anyway, I think that's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the race this weekend. If I can get myself up a little bit earlier than normal, maybe I will hop on and do a live stream before the race because I am actually not traveling this weekend for like the first time in forever. So I think that's about it, unless Matt, I'm missing anything. No, I just did a quick Google. I think the first seven results are all basically the same article in December of 2020 that says David Coulthard thinks Mick Schumacher is going to be in hot water if he can't beat Mazepin. Oh, so he didn't really say anything. S- yeah, so beyond that, I don't see anything recent. Fair. I was just right. giving – I was just getting – got to get both sides here just to make sure that we are factually correct too. And I can't find this. If you find something, send it to us. But I can't find anything where David Coulthard has come out against Mazepin. Who is the worst driver on the grid? Yes. I think we can end it with that. Ladies and gentlemen, have a lovely weekend of racing. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.